concentric circles and in squares within squares. Hello and welcome to It's Not Polite to Ask. I am your host, Albert Distrade, alongside my interim co-host, Mr. Brandon Shaw. And today, guys, we have a fantastic program for you today. Brandon and I have been doing a little bit of traveling. We jumped on an airplane recently. We left our safe home of Florida and we ventured out some places. Brandon, I heard you were in uh, you were in a little bit of a chilly place. Is that right? I went to Breckenridge, Colorado, doing a lot of falling, a little bit of snowboarding. Mainly falling. You, I, I got to say, you white people have a real big affinity for snowboarding. I got to tell you, I knew you and our buddy John went, and then I just saw photographs of like 17 people wearing ski masks and ski gear, and it could have literally been anybody. It could have been the, the Chicago Bulls entire roster for all I knew. But it was just happened to be you guys, and it looked like you guys were having a great time, even though I couldn't see one inch of your faces. Well, when we're out of the snowboard gear, the really, really white backdrop is the only one that'll make us look a little bit tan. So I think that's why the really almost transparent people like myself prefer the uh, the winter sports uh, kind of arena because you, you do look a little bit tan there. I got to try it, man. I got to tell you, as a Cuban guy, I've never done skiing i've never done snowboarding i've never done anything with snow whatsoever historically cubans are not really we're not really known for the for the winter x games activities and uh i don't know man i'm a little nervous about it i want to eventually i want to go out there and do it i just i just don't want to embarrass myself and and how about you where were you at you were in vegas right i took a little trip to las vegas nevada which is one of my favorite places to visit i hadn't been there in i think 2020 is my first year not going out there and I went out there, I participated in a cool little uh, televised gig that uh, our listeners will find out about shortly, and uh, Vegas was interesting. It wasn't your usual, like, free-for-all, like, wild, no-rules town. There was, you know, there was masks, and there was uh, rules, and there was places that were closed, so it felt like Vegas, but not fully. Um, I did get to do one of my favorite activities, Brandon. This is one of our favorite activities. Um, you know a lot about this is... Uh, we do a lot of the people watching. Oh so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad you said people watching there. Keep it PG. I like that. Keep it PG. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When you when you start to say uh, one of our favorite activities in Vegas, and it's just, you get a little nervous there, huh? Yeah, yeah it's like a little jittery. A little, a little jittery. jittery. No, my mom listens to this program. Hello, Maddie Shaw. Good, always, always a pleasure to have you. Um, it, no, people watching in Las Vegas. For those of you who have not experienced it, is some of the best people watching, not just in the country, but probably in the whole world, and. I had an opportunity to do some really good people watching. I was staying at the Aria Casino and uh, I was there with a friend and we're just, you know, kind of having a couple of drinks at the bar, Brandon. I got to tell you, we did one of our favorite games, Brandon and I participate this a lot where, um, you know, I've done this on some dates that I've been on and for our listeners, highly recommend this. This is a really cool and fun early date. It could be a late date. doesn't matter how long you guys been together. It's always fun. Just kind of look around the bar or restaurant and try to pick different couples or different groups and try to guess is it a first date are they have been together for a long time are they married are they breaking up are things going well who's more into the other person than the other one there's always a lot of fun uh stuff with the dates and uh trying to guess things and i got involved in a pretty fun one here brandon Oh yeah, what was the uh, what was the particular situation? Was it like uh, a big time divorce going on, like at the table? Like what what was the situation? No, no, no. we didn't we didn't have the yelling, but I was looking around the room. There's a couple people that groups that seem interesting. There was one that I looked at and I saw like a early a mid fifties white male with what looked like his girlfriend or significant other, who was a mid forties 
pretty attractive um, white slash potentially kind of Asian woman. And then they had like this like 25 year old looking kind of built like you Brandon, this like beefy kid was wearing like a too small for comfort t-shirt. And I was trying to figure out, I'm like, is that their son? Is that like her son? And he's like the new hus- boyfriend, husband person. I don't know, but I feel personally attacked at the too, sh- too small a t-shirt comment already. Oh, so yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm triggered. I'm You're triggered. Brandon, for our listeners, uh, and we're going to be guys, uh, just to give you a spoiler, uh, the not, it's not polite to ask podcast is going to be on a video platform pretty soon. So you guys are going to be able to see this hunk of mail in all his glory and Yikes. undersized Lululemon pants that he likes to wear. Um, Brandon's been doing a big thing where, you know, it's t- uh, yesterday was uh, International Women's Day. Brandon's been celebrating International Women's Clothing uh, Days for many, many weeks now. So you guys are going to get to see up close and personal how six feet, 203 pounds of raw muscle fits in a size medium women's clothing very soon. You so, really want to go there, White Claw boy? Huh? <laughs> I, all these memes are about you. All these White Claw memes are about you. I, I, I've, I've tried to quit the White Claws. I've tried to quit the White Claws. Although I will say, guys, I will invite you to try one of my favorite beverages, which is the, t- the term is coined by me, which is you take a White Claw and you mix it with a Bang Energy drink, and it's referred to as a sorority girl. And I got to tell you, it is delicious <laughs> and it is nutritious and it is effective because it will make you it'll make you go whoop a little bit. It's the know? amino acids that really do it for you. That's really what it is. So anyway, back to the people watching. We were watching this group, right? And, and I see this group and it's like 50-year-old guy, 40-some-year-old girl. With like a 25-year-old Jack kid. And I got a lucky in. They happened to be drinking the same thing that I was drinking, which is espresso martinis, one of my favorite beverages. Back to International Women's Day, but yeah. Love espresso martinis. No, they're fantastic. Though. You stop <laughs> that right there. Now I know you're lying through your teeth. So I go over them, and uh, my friend and I, we just wanted to figure out how they knew each other. So we walk over and say, guys, I just want to tell you, we saw you drinking espresso martinis. And I wanted to say cheers because that's my favorite beverage. And immediately, Brandon, immediately... This guy looks at me and goes, you guys sit right here. You're joining us. And they like literally forced us to join their party. So immediately this guy stops me, goes, sit down right here. I tried to grab my server and say, hey, I'm going to order some drinks. He goes, no, 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 your money's not good here. You're drinking with us. Um, His name was Scott. Really, really good guy. And we just start having drinks. It turns out him and his wife were on their, I think their ninth wedding anniversary and they were celebrating it. And then this young kid, I just kept like asking like, so wait, how do you guys all know each other? And they kept kind of like avoiding the question, Uh-oh. which I thought was a little peculiar. Yeah, that's never uh, nev- str- never a standard answer coming. Pretty strange. They're like, oh, no, we've known each other for a while. I'm like, that's that's non-responsive. But we're drinking espresso martinis. We're in Vegas. We're at the Aria. It's nice. We're having a good time. And, uh, you know, the drinks are trying to flow. Turns out that uh, the gentleman, Scott, was a very well-known filmmaker and when i say filmmaker i mean he makes films where people have sexual intercourse uh this was told to me by his wife by the way when she told me they lived in what i thought was corn valley i said i said what part of california are you from she said corn valley i go i didn't know there was corn valley there she goes no there isn't it's porn valley mm. no that's a, that's an interesting place if you check brandon shaw's computer you'll find a lot of links to porn valley but uh yikes <laughs> but anyway uh and then, then I had my then the moment came, Brandon, where I decided to use the restroom, and young GI Joe Jack kid followed <laughs> me, and we're in the bathroom, and I'm like, man, you guys are good people, you guys are a lot of fun, but I got to ask you, how did you meet Scott and his wife? And the guy, Brandon, as we're sitting, as we're both standing over urinals, he looks at me, shakes his head, and goes, 
man, welcome to Vegas. <laughs> That's all he said. That's literally what he said. And I come to find out that apparently they had met on a swingers website where Scott had independently vetted and found him. And the plan for them this evening was to go up to a sky suite that they were sharing. And Scott was going to willingly watch this young man have sexual relations with his wife in the room. So he wanted to be cuckolded. He's Apparently a cuck- he's a that's the term yeah. for it. Apparently yeah, yeah. cuckolding is a thing. I literally, I cannot tell you the smile that came in my face. I was like, this is so Vegas. We actually had two friends of ours that uh, from Florida that were meeting me that night. Um, my buddy that moved back to Vegas and him and his wife were coming and I had to preface them. I'm like, hey, we are drinking at the Aria Lobby Bar. And the people that we're with are very colorful. It's what, what I said. I said, very colorful. We're going to have a great time. And by the time our friends came over, we drank. We had fun. We had a really fun time. Uh, Scott and his wife and their friend departed to the room. And I got to tell you, I think they had a fantastic prototypical Vegas night. No invite? No invite? Speaking of uh, colorful people, they're not trying to add a little, uh, I don't know, a little, little caramel to the mix? Well, Brandon, you know, the name of the show is It's Not Polite to Ask, so I'm going to stick to my answer is going to be It's Not Polite to Ask. You know, the cliffhanger that you're leaving us on there is really leading us into one direction. I'm going to give you a chance to uh, clarify for the listeners. Yes or no, did you join them in the uh, Sky Suite there? Okay, I did not. Okay. Yeah, there you All go. All right, fine, <laughs> there fine. Go. Here it is. I did go to the Sky Suite. Yes, I did. I did go with our two friends from Florida and my friend who was with me at the time. Did I participate in any of the cucking or any of the holding? None of the above. There you go. That's None that, of the above happened. That's what we need I to clarify. I kept my mittens clean. It was a very nice view. That's good. It was actually kind of awkward because the four of us who are not part of the team cuckold were in the kitchen drinking. And then the three of them just were like, hey, guys, help yourself. Grab some peanuts. Have a drink. And you could just hear their voices fade away. And then they just like went into the room. Mm. And then behind that door, we have no idea how many fathers were being disappointed behind that door. Big yikes. Yeah. So, but listen, man, I actually thought it was really interesting because for me, I've never seen that brand. Have you ever seen a married couple that, that, that is that open to like inclusive, including that kind of stuff in their thing? Not that like open with exactly what they like uh, to do kind of behind closed doors. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I've seen it in a marriage either, dude. I think it's like really weird, but I got to tell you, man, it gave me a little bit of hope because I, I recently made a bet. I made a wager in one of our uh, one of my friendly poker games I participated in. Very Vegas of you there. Very Vegas. Very a good. Yeah. A good segue for the story. I did make a bet with a friend of mine, Brandon. Now, Brandon and I both, for our listeners, both have birthdays this month. Brandon Brandon has a pretty big one coming up. He's going to be the big three zero. It's his thirtieth birthday. He's very scared of it. And he hates getting older. No comment. For me, I will be Lord willing thirty six if I make it to the thirty first of this month. But I made a bet with a friend recently, and here are the terms, Brandon. I have to be legally married by the time I am 40 years old, and I have to stay married for seven years to that same person. And if I do that, I get eight to one on my money. What do you what do you think are my what do you honestly think, Brandon, are my chances of doing well in this bet? Where do I need to drive to or who do I need to call to wager against the uh 
Wager against. Wager against. Listen, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if Vegas is taking odds on my on my marriage pop bets, but you're yeah. betting against me. You don't think I can do it? I'm just I'm just a numbers guy. I'm just a numbers guy. So if it was one of those things, I think you got it. I think you got it in the bag. I think for sure one of those things was going to happen. But both? That's pretty tough. You think two? Okay. That's like that's like that's like you scoring twenty points and getting ten rebounds. Like that's tough. All right. So which one do you think is tougher? Do you think it's tougher for me to get married by forty or stay married for seven years? I feel like I know the answer to this. I'm really curious to see which one you are. are, are, are Rip it, buddy. Let it go. What is it? What do you think it is? Come I, on, loosen I, it up. I don't think seven see. years is happening. I, I think, think you're gonna be. Tougher. I think you're gonna be married by forty. I think seven's tough. Se- seven's tough in general, not just for you. Yeah. Seven's tough in general. Period. Average length of a marriage is what, like two and a half years these days? What? Two and a half? That can't oh, I'm going to say two and a half. That can't be right. Dude. Two and a half years? I don't know. It feels that long. A buddy of mine made a really funny point the other day. He said, "If so if you go to a destination wedding, which a lot of assholes are doing now, these destination weddings, which is basically a, a trap to keep people from coming to your wedding because um, you don't think they'll spend the money. If you go to a destination wedding and they get divorced in under two years, is it fair to ask for your money back? <laughs> which I... <laughs> I'm going to go with no because a lot of the allure, so to speak, of the destination wedding is that you're in a popular destination and you're getting your own little vacation out of it. The wedding is like 12 hours of that. So I'm going to go with no. I think I should get a refund, man. Listen, I didn't want to eat that sh- those shitty appetizers. <laughs> I didn't want to fucking take the, the mandatory jet ski fucking excursion. I, Where are you going with mandatory jet ski excursion? Yeah, you know how they do on these freaking things and they like, I don't know. Yeah, so... We, we had a little traveling, man. We went to Vegas. I got to participate in bets. So, B, I, I had a, an awkward story. I was I was torn about sharing this. But you know what, guys? This is the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast. We don't pull any punches. I'm going to just give you guys a very awkward scenario that happened in my life. And I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys would do. Brandon, are you ready for this? Hit me. Hit me. Okay. So, I'm in the airport bathroom returning from my flight to from Las Vegas. Okay? And... My stomach wasn't feeling the greatest, so I I had to go number two. I had to take a poop poop. Okay, I had to take a poop poop. And I interesting start to the story. I am waiting by the stalls. Clearly, all of the stalls are taken because FML, and every stall's occupied. So I'm just sitting there waiting for one to open up, and I'm first in line. Right behind me, this like forty something year old guy comes up, and he's moving pretty well. Seems like a normal dude. But he does appear to be sporting a cane in one hand. He's got a cane. Okay. okay. You with me so far, Brandon? Yeah, gotcha. So he's either got some sort of disability or he's just pimping. Yes, exactly. So, and then here's what happens. One of the doors to the stalls opens, but it's the handicap stall. Okay. So I'm looking at the door. I got to go really, really badly. And then I'm feel, sensing this guy behind me who looks normal, but he has a cane. So do I... A, let the guy with the cane go ahead. B, take the stall. C, look at him inquisitively and try to make like a read on which direction I should be going. Or D, just shit my pants. What do you think I should? What do you think I should be doing in this scenario? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a judge's ruling here. I'm gonna say that it is not the handicapped or disability stall. That's a wheelchair stall. That's a wheelchair. Ah. That's a that's a roll-in situation. So have I been misinterpreting what the meaning of that stall is? I'm going to go ahead and say that you've been misinterpreting the picture of the guy in the wheelchair on the stall. I, yeah, I always look at the guy and I'm like, go right ahead, sir. But you, 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 you're right. And I, 
I didn't know what to do. I like froze. I felt like it was like a real, like it was a real tough, it was one of the toughest social decisions I've had recently in COVID. I feel like if anything, the tighter stall is going to prevent him from falling. Interesting. Too much space. Wow. I like too that. much space. I like that. You don't want to give him too much space to roam in there. No. If anything, you're doing him a disservice by putting him in you, there. Every now and then when you got to use that handicap stall, and I've been forced to do it a few times just by default, it's like driving in the luxury lane. It's unbelievable. You're just there. bringing like a racquetball in there, b- bouncing it off the wall, having oh, a good old time? It's like a small, it's like a very, it's like a miniature suite at the Hilton. It's Get a projector, there. like put a little movie on it's it. It's nice in there. It really is. We're really not going to translate this podcast into meeting women, huh? Poop nope. poop stories, huh? Poop poop. That's no. where you go with us? Okay. Listen, we're here to talk about the poop poops. Yikes. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, uh. I can't believe you're not married. <laughs> I know. I can't believe I'm not married. You would, you would think, Brandon, me. As a six foot tall guy who does moderately okay, mm-hmm. I would have a decent chance to be married and maybe win this this forty this age forty bet. But here I am. It's a deadly combo. Here the, I am. Yeah, yeah. The height, the height, and uh, and financial success is uh, is a rare combo. There. Have you seen the memes Ooh. lately? Wait, have you seen the memes lately? Those memes are great. It's like uh, no guy has all three. It's like above or all three or four. There's a couple different ones. It's like above five nine. Uh, Solid credit score, uh, good dick game, and then what is it, the fourth one's like loyal or something like that. So th- these girls having no confidence in the ability to be a. I gotta stop you right there. I love that good dick game. Oh, is yeah. one of the phrases on here. You, I'm trying to. Be I cool. really hope that when our grandmothers were like dating around, they weren't like Gertrude. Ha- have you seen Lloyd recently? I heard he's got great dick game. <laughs> Do you think they were saying that in like the 1950s? Listen, I'm just reading it off the old Instagram machine. Don't uh, shoot the messenger here. I'm no, just re- I'm just reading what it is. I love that. It's so, some, so, something so like your that. Your point is, it's like financial success. Okay, so these girls above the, five nine, good dick game. Some of them is good, or uh, some of them's loyalty, and then some of them is like uh, you know whatever. It's a it's a variable fourth or fifth item, but basically they're trying to say that no guy can give good loving, be above five nine, and is financially stable, which is an interesting like point. So, yeah, so your point from these memes on the internet is that they they take it and they do like the uh, it's like the build your own best starting five basketball players where like. One of them is five dollars. One of them is four dollars. One of them is three, and you only have like a finite budget. Yeah, or it's like like a create a player, right? If you yeah. ever played like create a player in baseball okay. or basketball or uh, Madden or anything like that, it's like you've got a thousand points to distribute, and you've got to cover twenty attributes basically. Okay, but do you, th- in your opinion, Brandon, since you seem to know a little bit about this, I'm Uh-oh. curious. I'm curious what you say. Do you think one of these attributes is worth more overall? How do you think this whole thing factors together? I think that obviously loyalty across the board is something that's just, you can't put a price on that, right? Like right. Okay. You, you need, you need that maxed out. Like everybody wants to to have loyalty and have confidence in that factor. I do think that the, uh, the dick game is, uh, is subjective, but I mean, every girl or every guy, whatever person wants that, uh, not dick game, but we'll say loving. And, uh, be a good lover, right? Yeah. Uh, how about satisfying your partner? There you go. Satisfying your partner. Cause okay. I'm trying, I'm trying to, cr- oh, like, I see what you're saying. I'm trying to go uh, across both genders I'm here. I'm showing my age here, but it's okay. Satisfying the partner. Dick game. Got it. <laughs> I'm trying to go. DG in the house. I love that. DG is great. All right. So is there one thing here that like stands out over the rest? Like, like, like walk, like give me your, give me your take. Walk me through this. Oh. Again, there are some some freaks out there like yourself who are uh, above average height and above average financial success, but there's got to be some Daddy. type <laughs> There's got to be some type of uh, general financial success to height ratio that's out there because Ooh, most ratio, okay. Yeah, there's got to be something or like a point system. 
most of these tall guys, I feel like, are out there doing the jock thing, and the most of the shorter guys are out there doing the stock thing. Like, I, it, I like that. Yeah, it's just uh, if you know where you, you got to make up for it somewhere. You can't be five foot seven and broke. Like that's a bad combination. Right. You can get away with being six foot two and a little bit, you know, living in your mom's basementy, but. It's really hard to be five foot seven to do that, and so there's got to be some type of like like. But who do you, so who do you think? Now we're getting on some interesting stuff here. Like who do you who do you think wins? Like push comes to shove here. Let's just say this is like your typical girl in the dating world, right? She's twenty seven. She's looking for a mate. She's dated a little bit, and then she meets guy bachelor number one, and he's six foot two, former athlete, swag stud jock. And then she meets bachelor number two, who's five foot seven, stocks, tried hard, really, really nice portfolio, hell of a credit score. What do you think? What do you think Bachelorette is doing here? Is she is she jumping one way or the other? What, what is she? What is she doing here? So there's a couple of factors here. First of all, I don't think you could have given me a tougher age. Twenty seven or twenty eight had to be like the worst possible ages for you to give me because those are like that's the transition point to me with a woman where she's really starting to think about the future and maybe letting some of the uh, superficial things like height kind of go and she's really starting to think about like where am I going kind of in my life. I feel like ages 18 to 26 height is going to win. Spe- I agree with you, man. I think the young girls are just like, he's tall and pretty. And once they get into their 30s, they're like, what are you doing with your life? For sure. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go with 18 to 26 height is going to win. 27, 28 is kind of a variable, you know, could go either direction. 29 is where financial like success starts to really matter and the quote shit together guys are really going to start right, it's, to, it's not just the finances yeah, yeah. It's the ambition right and all that kind of good it's stuff stability. it's stability it's all and it's all relative right? right some girls will mature a little bit younger or some yeah. girls will stay with more like i want this I, I, for sure that's interesting but the but, second factor let me get to this oh though. yeah well, I'm, second I'm curious factor. i want to hear more second factor is how they're meeting the person because if you're in a bar setting or a uh, setting where you don't know the person, obviously the the six foot two guy is going to draw more attention, right? You're going to have a the girl's going to have a natural propensity. Yeah, he's a walking billboard, right? Right, exactly. You're gonna you're gonna see him above the rest, you know, broad shoulders, you know, those types of things. I feel like stand out in a crowd really well. But if you're being introduced to somebody, like if if Sarah is getting introduced to some guy by Jennifer. I feel like the assumption is that the attractiveness is going to be there and she's going to start to go into more things like he's responsible, he's financially successful, driven, all those sorts of things. And height might not be as important because you're going to get the warm introduction there. Which is probably the best way to meet people is the the good old fashioned, the good old fashioned just, hey, I want to introduce you to so-and-so. For sure. Everyone's now pre-qualified. Everyone knows that you're not a weirdo. You're in. That's the biggest thing is your social circle. Yeah, you're automatically starting like one rung up on the ladder before you're like uh, without having to like worry about your safety. Basically, you're like this person's been pre-vetted here. They're they're not on any sort of list. I checked them out. I know this person. They don't get handsy when they're drunk. Like you're safe in the car with this person, which is insane to me. How little Brandon that is a factor in nowadays in people dating nowadays. Like. Dude, I know a girl who recently told me she got out of a long relationship, two and a half year relationship, and she's a pretty good looking girl. And she's just like confidently doubling down that like, hey, you know what? I'm fine just going on a bunch of dating updates. I'm just going to randomly stumble into like my like my ideal person. And to me, like 
when I look at it from that perspective, and I've thought about this a lot, we've talked about dating apps on the show before, but it's just insane to me that you would pick a stranger from the internet and have so much confidence that that's going to be your best way to find like your soulmate, like your true hardcore human being that matches with you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're trying to do it on the low low. Maybe they're trying to do the like, hey, like I'm really fine to her friends type of thing. But in reality, she's doing the like, you know, we, we got 60 seconds till uh, till the store closes. We got to grab everything that we can type of situation. Like maybe she's telling everybody she's going to take a break. You know, not always the most popular thing for anyone to go directly from a relationship to going on, quote, formal dates and like, quote, putting yourself back out there really quickly. I feel like most people, you kind of got to go through that like calm, relax, reevaluate yourself uh, type of period. Maybe she's at the either age or point in her life where she's feeling the pressure a little bit. She's trying to get back out there quickly without uh, everybody exactly knowing. So she's not asking for uh, referrals or uh, hookups or uh, introductions from friends because maybe on the surface she's doing the kind of I'm okay. I'm just going to be happy by myself thing. But you know, dating apps allow you to be a little bit low key with that kind of thing. They kind of do. And I think everyone, you're right. I think everyone kind of deals with the idea of breakups and, and like, uh, you know, a stop in a relationship and having to restart really differently. I think you and I even Brandon do it really, really differently where you kind of draw yourself back and kind of pull back and say like, I don't want to date anymore. Like you have the, like, I'm done with this for a while now. Whereas I'm like, okay, that didn't work for these reasons. Let's get back on the saddle and try to like stay open to like people. And it's, I think it's like both sides or both approaches have merit to it. Right. It's like, which is an interesting concept is like, is it better to break up with someone and try to date soon? Or is it better to like give yourself time? And like, you know, I think a lot of people do the whole like work on me thing. You know what I'm saying? Is that, that's pretty common. Well, first of all, it's never bad to do the work on me thing, but I strongly abide to the, if you're out there like looking, it's never going to happen. Every time I've actively been looking for someone, like seeking someone, I feel like it's gone really poorly. And every time I've just been kind of like relaxed and still, you, you still have to be open to it. But that's when things tend to go. But why well. is that? That's so annoying. Shouldn't it be the exact opposite? Why does life have to be so hard? Why can't it be like, all right, I'm ready for someone. Let me look. And now it works better. Like, D- dating is. How screwed up is that? Dating is quicksand. The harder you fight, the faster you sink. The more you relax and just kind of go with the flow, you can stay on top and, and still breathe a little bit. A lot of sinking. Interesting. So there's quicksand. Dating is quicksand. Okay. Dating is definitely quicksand. Yeah, it's just, I, I think people do that whole, like, they come, they come back and they take this, like, me time, right? And they try to, like, re-enter the dating scene as, like, this, like, perfect version of themselves. Like, you know, everyone, what is the first thing everyone do, does, Brandon, when they break up with somebody? They're like, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get my, like, shit together, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, like, I feel like here's the problem a lot of people do. They go back into dating again. And now it's, like, whoever's going on that date with them, they're not meeting the real person. They're meeting, like, this, like oh, I'm in the best shape of my life and these are all the good things and I'm super positive and I like, and I feel like it's like super, I think sometimes it's obvious that they're putting this like exaggerated front of how great they are. When dude, you know what I do, Brandon? And I've told you about this and I love this. I recommend this. I literally created a list of my 10 worst qualities and if the early stages of dating are going well, before the person thinks that I'm like this, like, hey, this guy's just showing me what I think I want to hear. I'm like, oh, by the way, 
here's an actual list of the 10 things that are the worst about me that are never going to change. Good for you condensing it into 10, by the way. That must have taken some time. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of cuts. We started with the top 100 <laughs> and we whittled it down there bit you go. by bit by bit. But now, but all seriousness, I really do tell them, like, listen, here's the 10 things that suck about me that are probably never going to change. Like, I'm never going to be handy. I'm never going to be useful around the house. I'm never going to be like a morning person. And I have thing after thing after thing. And I literally tell them, I was like, listen, if you can deal with this, we're going to get along really, really well. And I think that more people need to do that, even though they do the fix themselves during a breakup. They need to come in and just be a real version of themselves into their next relationship. Well, the problem is people bargain with themselves. And I feel like especially on these dating apps, when people see like, you know, things right away that aren't going to get along with their lifestyle. But it's like, you know, for me personally, I, I'm very active. I like to work out a lot. I like to tend, you know, I tend to eat on the healthier side most of the time during the week. Like, I feel like if I met someone and they got along really, you know, well with me, they would start to bargain with themselves. They'd be like, I could, you know, be an active person. I can eat healthy. And it's like, eventually those things just go awry. Like, you need to find somebody who has similar natural, you know, habits you, you can yeah, have real, different real commonalities not forced commonalities. right and you right? can have different interests i'm not saying like you need to like all of the same music but maybe you like music but same thing like you're talking about like morning people and not morning people like it's okay if you're not a morning person you just need to make sure that you don't need to be with someone that's also a morning person and you know then you're fine it's with like, albert yeah and it's like you with the gym it's like brandon has a big thing where he likes to meet a girl and be like Oh, I'm going to teach her how to be like this ultimate gym person. It's like, Brandon, at the end of the day, it's like, you don't want to be someone who goes to the gym. You specifically with your gym obsession need to be with somebody who needs to go to the gym. Right. right I need someone who's on that similar. Like it's I, like the gym is everything or else they can't live. Not really, somebody that forces themselves to go to the gym. Right. I realistically need to be somebody that pushes me to go to the gym as much as I push them to go to the gym. Otherwise, it's not going to work out. And that's going to be it for us this week, guys. Uh for my interim co-host, Mr. Brandon Shaw, I'm your host, Albert Estrada, and thank you for tuning in to It's Not Polite to Ask.